Welcome to BA Chats. So happy you're listening to us. I'm your host, Kevin Kuntz. Right next to me is the lovely, beautiful, gorgeous, talented. <laughs> you left out skinny. And did I say perfect? <laughs> no, Rachel. No, but Kuntz. you can, and I don't mind. I was oh, live, Rachel. <laughs> I'm Rachel. Thank you for listening to BA Chats. We love you guys. We're so happy to have you. We always want to remind you BA Chats is about the testimony. We love the testimonies of what Jesus is doing. And the word testimony actually means do, do it, it again, God. Do it again, God. We're going to do it in unison. Okay, let's try it. Ready? Do, do it, it again, again, God. God, God, God See, God. your voice is so much louder, you can't hear mine. Do it again, but then you got to be quieter. Oh. Scoot back. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Ready? Do, do it, it again, again God. God. There you go. <laughs> That's what the testimony means. Do it again, God. So when you hear about the marvelous things that Jesus is doing through people, it is appropriate that your heart jump, that your heart leap, yeah. that your heart be on fire, and it is very appropriate that it comes up and out of you. Do that in me. Yeah, Father, yeah. do something through me. Do anything through me. I want you. And so that's why we share testimonies. That's numeral uno. Numeral dos. Can you tell we're from... <laughs> Texas, the <laughs> border, kind of. Anyway, so dose. That's right, dose. That's In the Longhorn side, yeah, dose. Dose reason <laughs> that, that we are here is because here at Bethel Atlanta, in our body of believers, we have got fantastic people. I That's look true. out across our congregation all the time, and I'm like, oh, look, there's another diamond. Not, and I'm not talking like diamond in the rough. I'm talking, <laughs> look, there's another diamond. Which God loves diamonds in the rough too, yeah. but still, I hear you, Coons. You know what I mean. There are just, there's diamonds, there's just gold in our people, and there are stories that are beautiful, there's testimonial stories, um, and there is just so much, you know, there's so much um, of the Spirit of God in one place, and it's in people. It's it's not like he's just here to fall on us, he's here in us, and that's what we like to do. We like to find the spirit of the Lord in people and say, hey, come and share your story of God's goodness. So that's what we want to do. We want to talk about some awesome people tonight, and I'll let you introduce them. Oh, my goodness, and it's so easy to talk about. These people that I'm about to introduce, true story, you guys probably don't know this, you have been the most suggested guests that we have ever had, meaning yes. when we're like, hey, who should we Cheers. have on BA Chats? People say this. Joseph and Martha Blanchard. Have you asked them? I want to hear their story. So, Joseph, Martha, welcome. Thank you for having us. We're, Thank you very much. We're so glad you're here. Did you know that you were the most suggested guest so no far? Idea. No. You're very popular. So popular. Wow. <laughs> so exciting. Well, you guys, we can't wait to share your story with our community and the globe. I know it's an exciting, beautiful story. So let's just go ahead. We're going to jump in. Um, Joseph and Martha, how did you hear about Bethel? And then what brought you to us? Because I know you are not from here. Joseph. You, Joseph. Go. You're getting Thank it. You. Your wife is pointing to you. All righty. <laughs> um, we were living, I'll give a very truncated version but we were living in Montgomery, Alabama, which is a wonderful, beautiful city. Joseph, you got to go back one more state before you're in Alabama. You mean how far back do you want me to go? Texas. Texas. The stars well, at night are, are big, big and bright. 
deep in the heart. Texas. We share this. Okay, now, okay, now you're going to Alabama. I just wanted to hear the happy news that we're all from Texas. All right, go I'm ahead. I'm not Barnes. just from Texas. I'm a native Texan. And I was born in Snyder. Oh, this Midland girl loves that you're from Snyder. Oh, it's a big deal. So you guys are in Alabama, in Montgomery. So we're in Montgomery, Alabama, which is the capital of Alabama. Okay. And we were in a church plant opportunity, which was awesome. And also doing ministry on the school campuses. And... I guess the word is restlessness. Okay. I just felt a restlessness in my spirit and began to look around, I guess, just on the internet. And out of the blue, I found Bethel Worship. Are you serious? You Googled us and found us? I don't know the whole real story. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute. Don't you apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow I started watching Bethel Reading okay. on uh, the channel on their website and I saw the worship and then I listened to the messages and in Bethel Reading I just really resonated with my spirit I was wow. like wow these guys were interesting folks and so this went on for about eight months or so and I'm not sure did I tell you about Bethel Reading I remember. <laughs> we were busy. <laughs> so we had two homeschooled children that we were oh. raising, and that kept us busy. But, yeah, it was just little by little. It just began to grow in me. And I don't know how transitions always, you know, how to explain it exactly. But it was just like God began to move in my heart. You know, should we maybe move to Bethel Reading? Just in the back of my head, it wasn't like I was thinking about it all the time. But, I, you know, as I listened to the messages, saw the results, and just the power of God moving in so many lives, I was like, huh, this might be a possibility. But in the midst of it, I thought, wow, the cost. How do we move to Bethel Reading? It's a long trip. That's in California, which, you know, from the Texas perspective. Texas, Alabama to California. Woo! A little little different. So I was like, I'm not sure about that. But then I checked and said, I thought, well, maybe Atlanta, there might be, you know, I don't know why. I thought maybe it's in Atlanta. And sure oh, wow. enough, we checked wow. it out. And there was Bethel Atlanta on the, on the internet. And so I don't know if I told, did I tell you, Martha, about it at all at that point when I found out about Bethel uh, Atlanta? It took a while. <laughs> <laughs> This is my amazing hero wife, Martha Blanchard. You say that, Joseph. Say that. It's true. Hero. No, it's true. It is true. She's, yeah. We love She's you, Martha. Superhero. You really are. Superhero. Um, so anyway, um, pondering things, found out about the church, and I thought, okay, God, well, maybe I'll visit. So I got in the car, about a two-hour drive, showed up at the church. And that very first Sunday, I went down front. And I highly recommend this in terms of people visiting our church. It's a great way to show up and go down front and ask for a prophetic word. Oh, and wow. it was a student. I don't think I've even seen him since that time. Wow. But really nailed our situation exactly and what I was thinking about and kind of like the comparison between Montgomery and being here in Atlanta. And uh, it just nailed me. And I was like, wow, God. Maybe you are, because it was very 
transitional and it was like you know I'm moving anyway it was like in you know into a great new spot possible all these things lined up I don't want to go into all the details but it was really powerful and really from that point on it was like well I think God you're calling us here but then Martha has to go with me so it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. He would have been pretty lonely. <laughs> so I was like, well, how do we put this together? You know, how does this work out? And of all things, it was Blake Healy. He had a message about not worrying about anything. Blake was teaching that Sunday? It's not that Sunday. Even. Okay, so you just heard a message from Blake. Because where I've, was no, this? I visited a, a um, school night. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. And he actually had a prophetic word for me also, wow. I think. Wow. It's just, <laughs> just kind of crazy. But he said but something like, it was something like, don't worry about anything, just stay in a state of worship. Wow. And God will work everything out. And so I just said, okay, well, that sounds pretty easy. But I actually did it. You know, I would just literally worship the Lord, release the situation to God, not worry about Martha, just like, okay, God, if it's going to be you, it's going to work, she's going to want to go. And lo and behold, I started going now and then, and then went more often. And eventually, I, I kind of began to discuss it with Martha. And it seems like you were not resistant. Is that true? Or Well... <laughs> I don't know the I was feeling kind of restless in Montgomery as well. So. Oh, okay. So there's a godly restlessness. Mm -hmm. It really is like mm -hmm. a, I think it's time to scoot. Yeah, that's that seemed to be what was going on. And it was just so easy. And, and wow. the coolest thing was, because I didn't come just for the school, I mean, for the church, I thought, I want to go to the school. So did you guys just, you, you talked about it, you, you, you said, I'm restless too, and then y'all launched out and came to the school. Mm, not exactly <laughs> like that. There's a little but yeah, story. Yeah, that's a really between. good story. Yeah, that works. It that was works that really effortless, well. wasn't sure. it? Sure, <laughs> so effortless. I love change. <laughs> I, I sent some sarcasm in your voice there, Marth. Maybe. Well, so but y'all came. To, you came to the school first. How did that happen? No, we did no, not. No, you didn't. Okay. Actually, I don't think. Will we, you tell your story? I don't know. We visited a couple times. Okay. Our, our son, who was just finishing his sophomore year and he went away to su to a summer camp and we were looking for a place to live and he remembers coming home from the summer camp and like there's a moving van in my in my driveway <laughs> surprise <laughs> we're like oh yeah we found a house while you're gone and he's like were you gonna tell me she's like oh well yeah sure we were gonna take you <laughs> you definitely get to so come. he he came to go to the school okay so did y'all come together that first year or was it just you joseph well no we just said it's time to transition great and so we went house hunting together and that was difficult as you know when you drive yeah. over and you can't find anything and uh but in the midst of it it just again i just kind of kept my heart in the heart of like blake told me to wow. keep worshiping wow. <laughs> so it was not That's amazing i mean it just kind of fell into place and so we um uh what was interesting though is that I don't know if I even brought up the school to Martha. Well, he we came so he could go to the school. Okay, gotcha. He wanted to go to the school. Okay. And I was like, all right, okay, he's going to the school. 
And the week before school started, Lindy comes up and she meets me. And I'm like, yeah, my husband moved here, us here so he could go to school. And she's like, well, you should go. I'm like, why? Uh, sure. He's going to the school. We He dragged us here so he could do this. <laughs> you know. So she it. said, well, maybe you should just apply. I'm like, oh, it's too late. It starts next week. She said, just try. So, of course, I applied and was accepted. And I was like, well, okay, I'll just try this school. Let's see what it's like. For yeah. all you listeners, this is Lindy Hale. This is one of our pastors. The pastor's founder. wife yeah. comes up to me and says, just give it a try. So and You did. You I tried and you got in. Okay. And I got in. Okay. And so I showed up really not knowing anything about sure. Bethel and they would be talking about Bill and I'm like, who's Bill? And <laughs> seems like a nice fella. Right. And they showed us Boy, some these video guys really like, like Bill. Who's the dude on the video? And they're like, his name's Chris Valentin. Like, who's he? You know, I I sure. didn't know anything. Okay. That's so great. So it was all just a mystery. What a leap. Where really? was the school at this time? It was an OM. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Scott so. Thompson was the first year mm-hmm. director. Okay. And so you, but you did first year together. This we did all three years together. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we did all three years. And by the end of the third year, did you know who these people were, Martha? Yes. <laughs> I'd say within about a year and a half, I figured out <laughs> who well, they all were. Well, how was your experience at Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry together? It was, I mean, literally, it's just, um, what, what is a good uh, analogy? I had a friend of mine recently tell me that I'm in a slip and slide uh, <laughs> period of my life where that's where I need to be. Sure. So it's like a slip and slide where you know with the suds and you jump and slide. Sure. And it was really um, as long as I followed Blake's instructions, I really had a pretty easy time. Wow. Uh, and in the midst of, of course, there's always twists and turns. But uh, one thing that happened, I just throw this out to people about following God's will is when you do, you know, if this is God's will for you to come to the school and it's a sacrifice, maybe you live in Minnesota, you know, I don't know, but it's amazing how God provides if it really is his heart yeah, for you. Wow. And That's we true. had a situation arise, and I'm not going to go into all the details, but it probably increased our income over double. Wow. Great. And it was just a gift to wow. us. Great. So I just, you know, I mean, that certainly helps. And uh, and it was a little difficult for me because Montgomery was sort of my base of ministry okay. for the last nine years about. But at the same time, it was just so refreshing to be dunked in this beautiful new culture. Okay. And uh, it, it was a little bit like a washing machine, you know. <laughs> It's like, oh, God, you know, I don't know all the religious stuff that I carried in, but it took a while just to, you know, it took some rotations of that machine to get me just for, to process things. And, you know, and I think it's a life journey, you know, really of, of uh, finding that, uh, that heart of worship from pure motives and just because you love them. And I think I'm still being, you know, it's still a process after sure. nine years, but sure. it wow. was a really kind of an interesting first year because I could see the Lord's kind of going, uh, yeah, you got a lot, you know, a lot of stuff to clean out here, bro. Well, big yeah. question, so, but yeah. can you guys fill out just shortly, uh, religious, what does that mean? That you so had a lot of religious stuff. To me, um, I felt like first year mostly was um, just hearing someone talk about God in such a different way 
that I was just like, there's no way that's true. <laughs> wow. And I would yeah. be, I was the hand raiser in the class, like, are you really saying that? Good and they'd be you, like, Mark. uh-huh. Like, there's, no, that, you can't really believe God's good like that. Wow. I mean, I just was so skeptical. Well, and you guys are, you are ministry background. We were in ministry for 25 years, full-time ministry at this point. Full-time ministry, 25 years. By the time we showed up. You got there first year and this was, this was the environment. Yes. Wow. And so I'm looking at these people going, you know, I serve God with all my heart. I do everything that I know to do. And you guys are actually having fun doing this. You know, I kind of would like to serve that God because the God I've been serving hasn't been a lot of fun. Boring. So really all of first year was just like, wait, have I been believing something about God that's not really true? Wow. Because what they're talking about sure feels like love. What I've been doing really just felt like duty. Whoa. Mm. And so even though just serving God and doing what I'm supposed to do with all my heart, it still was just like, because I have to, because I'm a Christian, because I'm, you know, I'm in ministry. Sure. And then we got to show up and sit in the back and not be in charge of anything and not be leaders over anything and just get to receive and just hear from people and hear what their testimonies were. You know, even um, the school talks about prophesying. And we would have like the big prophets come into our church and they were the people that could prophesy. And you, we actually had one church where you had to fast and pray for 21 days if you wanted the prophet to come and prophesy over you. Whoa, what? And then they brought you up in front and you kind of knelt down in front of him and he would prophesy over you. And I was like, "Mm, I don't want that. You know, (laughs) you're like, no thanks. Thanks, I'd rather have a sandwich. Right. (laughs) And so I come to this school and they're like, it's just, you know, prophesying is just like getting a text message from God and then just reading the text message to somebody. I'm like, what? That's all it is. Like, it's just a love note from God and you get to share it with somebody else. I have a little explanation. You guys tell me if this would communicate it clearly. It's all the things as Christians that we've believed, but then it's very alive. It's like, oh, this is actually working here. Oh, because I've believed that. Like, I've understood, not totally understood, but I've heard that. I've confessed that. I've thought that was awesome. But, whoa, this is like coming out of you, and you're vibrant and alive in it? Okay. I need to hang out here a little longer. I, I guess in some ways it's like, this is right. This is good. This is God. I love him. I love his awesome. word. I memorize his word. I preach his word. We do Bible studies. But this just felt like love. That's beautiful, Marth. Right. But wow. Does that make sense? It mm-hmm. makes beautiful sense. And You're saying it so well. And that's my first year was so confusing to me. Because I was like, was I wrong about that too? Was I wrong about that too? And like all year I was like, drat. I've been so <laughs> wrong about so many things. And it was kind of frustrating. Sure. And then second year I started, you know, kind of putting truths in where there were so many holes. Sure. So many lies. And then by third year... I felt like maybe I believed it too, not just them, you know, (laughs) you know, because I could could believe that you could believe it, Sure, but it was hard for me to believe that I believed what you believed. So can I ask you a question, Mark? Yeah. (laughs) What was the first time that you were actually, actually given permission to give a prophetic word? How did that go? 
Oh, I don't think we were given permission. We were told to do it. And I'm yeah. a full follower on mission. Told. So I have my air I'm quotes in school. Up. It's like, I'm hey, doing look. what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I will volunteer. And yes, I will do this because you told me to. So. Gotcha. And How then, did it go? Um, um, it, was, it was okay. I got a lot of, <laughs> I got a lot of preferred like pictures of food. It seemed like. Because <laughs> I don't know if I was. Because you had no, to whatever. fast 21 days before yeah. you get a word. Now you're like, oh, my mind's full like, The Lord's like, hey, let me show you my sense of humor. It How was, about we talk about food? So your- <laughs> I will tell you one thing that helped me more than anything else, hands down, in understanding this culture, was when I helped in the pre-K four-year-old class. Oh. So in that pre-K four-year-old class, that first, during first year, because you know, I'd always work with kids. We, there was a curriculum where you had to teach the children about the prophetic and teach the children how to like soak in the presence and teach the children about words of knowledge. And so the, here's this curriculum explaining it in such simple words. And I was like, oh, I get it. I didn't get it at school, but I got it through the teaching the pre-K. That is beautiful. Because it was, ex- wow. it explained it to me in a way that I could explain it to them. And it was simple. Beautiful. So it was Martha. so helpful to helping the children. Oh my goodness. Okay. Joseph, was this your experience too? Are you, ex- now you have been listening online but in, in Alabama, but were you still having the same experience where you're like, whoa, what in the world? No, you just jumped in. Martha's shaking her head. We, we didn't really have the same experience. We, I mean, we had the same experiences, but I don't feel like we experienced those experiences just the same because okay. we're different people. I mean, you're, there's, if there's 40 people in first year. There's 40 first totally. year experiences, right. which is really. beautiful. I love it. And there's so much freedom to do that Yeah, in this culture. Well, what was your experience, Joseph? I think the washing machine. Was yeah. <laughs> I just really, it was, it was at times difficult, you know, it was like, huh, what are you trying to do God? And so, you know, as you've done things and as you all asked before, some of the religious tendencies, it was, you know, kind of from a heart of fear, a fear-based religion. Like, if I don't do it, then God will not be pleased and then I won't you know, be successful or you know, just wow. a lot of weird thinking. And just so the whole approach of the school was kind of upside down. It was like no agenda Christianity. You know, it's like... Wow. Let's just love the Father and let Him do through us what He wants. And that was very difficult for a baby boomer, you know, kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do everything, you know, just kind of that, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like so much self-generated religion. I mean, there was just a lot of freedom, and freedom is weird if if you're not (laughs) used to it. So. No, it totally is. I love this. I think you guys are describing it so, so well. beautifully. Yeah. Was it? Has it been good to make the transition? Mm. <laughs> it's organized chaos is really what it is. It, it's freedom to kind of have a voice and be who you are and love yeah. God the way that you feel like he wants to love you and you want to love him instead of like, we have a plan and you're going to do it our way. Wow. And that's a lot of churches we experienced. Um, which is the only thing that we knew. We didn't know that there could be 
just a freedom to just love God the way he wanted you to love him. Wow. And that was kind of fun. Oh, my you know? goodness. It's it's beautiful. It's life-changing. I mean, I really yeah, felt awesome. like I loved God deeply. Well, you, and then I'm there sure was you just, did. But now I just, there was just some more, more breadth of loving him, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, of course, you loved him the whole time. There's oh, no, of absolutely. course. We all love the Lord. Yeah. He's easy to love. But, boy, you, you get to where things are in practice and it's powerful and there's actually things happening and you know, love is manifesting and there's freedom and things like that in an environment. It is different and great. And I think being in full-time ministry at the same time was a little bit different because oh, you're kind of trying to apply new things. Which tell us, what is this full-time ministry? Is Are you doing now what you were doing in Alabama? Yeah. Okay, yes. what is that, Joseph? Yeah. Well, I've been doing it for a long time. Since 1991. 1991, I was a junior in high school, man. Roger that. <laughs> Copy. So, so we what have is definitely it? dated ourselves. <laughs> but, you know, just for years, um, I, I guess a simple statement is that it's a church-based, campus-focused youth ministry or youth outreach to school campuses. But being church-based is, is difficult because churches are like, I mean, they just change youth pastors and sure. everything's Ooh. always evolving and pastors. And principals. And so and it's not teachers. like you have the yeah. set, you know, workers always with you. You have, you recruit, you train, and then they're kind of disappearing at times because the youth pastors leave yeah. and pastor changes their hearts. But it's just been a really fun way to learn to love the body of Christ, which is you know, um, imperfect like me, you know, and an attempt to empower the bo local body to be effective at winning these students to Christ, introducing them into a relationship with him, and then being discipled and plugged into local churches by getting the youth pastors involved on the school campuses. Best so. organization ever. What so is the name of this great thing? Um, CMI or Crossroads Ministries International, but we actually go by Crossroads. So. Crossroads. So one thing that he does really well is he connects churches and community volunteers and people that want to mentor someone on campus and gives them training and a, a place, a vehicle to be on the campus, like before school or after school with students in the classrooms with the teachers, praying for them, praying for the administration, awesome. and just providing training for people that are like, boy, the schools are a mess. I wish I could do something. Oh, well, you can. Come on in. Great. You know? And especially in lower socioeconomic schools, they're just like, please, we need help. All the help you can give us, whatever it is. Best. Now, he can't be like, one church like we're just first baptist it's every it's very ecumenical so that there's not any of that like well how come my can't church can't be on there like everybody bring it's them just, all it's He's just had catholics baptists methodists so everything. it's just training people how do you help the kids period and and training the kid the students how to reach their campus because oh, the wow. students have the right on campus to have a bible club and a prayer club mm -hmm. and so he comes in as a guest as a mentor a guest of the students you know i tell you what christians get such a bad rap i love to to speak into this every single chance that i get but you know we're about the only people group on the planet that has hospitals 
orphanages. We're just like, where does anybody need help? Where's there been a disaster? Well, here are all the churches. Here are all the Christians just helping out. And so this is another example of Christians. Just It's this new heart we have in Jesus that you're just drawn to people that need help. And so now this is Christian people. Just where do you need help? How can we serve in organizing people to get in and just help kids in schools. Yeah, did, they had a Bible, uh, uh, like a church Bible study come in one time and clean up the campus, like see, clean up the... It's beautiful. The, you don't see any other people groups doing this. people from a church, local church there in Montgomery. Well, how is it going? I know you've got, you've had some wild testimonies just recently, haven't you? Yeah. Tell us well, some. Oh, yes, them all the time. Yeah. Let's hear um, about Crossroads. What's Jesus doing <laughs> in Crossroads? It's, it's just been amazing... Uh, to watch the kind of the growth of my own soul and then to watch the staffers or the part-time staffers or the volunteers and and to see them growing in kind of this new way and it's it's been interesting because the, you know a lot of the people working with us are not in the same stream exactly but we you know unite around the gospel and the heart for discipleship that is awesome you know and so it, but it's just been cool to see the manifestations of God's love. In this case, I mean, we for years were in suburban schools in Dallas. But in this uh, last 12 years, we've been in Montgomery, Alabama, and in the inner city schools. And it has been uh, a real heart opening to my, of mine. I felt a real call uh, back in Texas. I had visions and dreams of reaching either in Africa as a missionary or African Americans. I didn't know which sure. I was called to. And it was just amazing how God, I had the dreams and visions and God opened this door to go to Montgomery, Alabama. And that's significant. I think, you know, one of my heart cries um, for the body of Christ is just <coughs> to get a glimpse of the level of pain in the inner cities, in the African-American communities. And I know it's true in any, whether it be Hispanic or, you know, any inner city situation is very difficult. Um, but God has just really opened my heart and given me compassion. Um, we were estimating the other day, just to give these guys just a little bit of a picture. Yeah. Um, somewhere right now, in and if I'm wrong, anybody out there listening, you can correct me via email, <laughs> please. So I'm not the final word. These are statistics that I've kind of carried with me for years. So they probably changed some. But 73% of all African-American children are born into a single parent household. Mm -hmm. And in the inner city, I'm estimating probably in the 85% or higher. As we've just done polls in the clubs for years. Um, so... That and then the uh, the abortion rate among uh, African American communities is very high, like thirty three percent. But again, in the inner city, might be up to around fifty percent. Wow! Man. And this last statistic again, I'm I um, Wait, I would 30, love thirty three percent of abortions. No, no, no. Just that thirty three percent of African American. Oh, that's a good question. Well, even this year, I think it's just that thirty three percent of all the births or thirty three percent of all the African-American women oh, okay, that, gotcha. have sh that are having babies abort them. Okay, wow. gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. But you've also had things this year, even kids in your club, drive-by shootings, that one girl that got shot back behind the school. 
They're just yeah. tragic just things tough, like that all tough, the time. Tough. These okay. these are twelve year olds. These are not, you yeah. know, adults. Okay. Yeah, no, I could go on for hours on this topic just because with the what I've experienced probably one of the most difficult days in my life was we had a, a young lady who was in a course single parent mom. She gave up cheerleading to pursue art, and so she was a leader in our club. And she took care of her three little sisters every day after school. So she was just the ideal, loving, smart, you know, student there in the school. And she got a not a brand new iPhone, but a very nice iPhone. She brought it to school. A kid came in from an alternative school and saw it. And he said, I want that. I want that. I'm going to get that phone from you. And, of course, she just said, no, you're not. You know, it's an yeah. obvious response. Yeah. And he, uh, she was waiting for her ride after school in the church right next to the, the middle school, in the front, uh, in front of the church. And this this young man came up and just said, "Give me your, give me your phone." And she says, "No, I'm not going to give it to you." And he pulled out a gun and shot her and killed her oh, no. on the spot. Oh and no! Just for, and so yeah. this is the. This is what this you guys work with all the time. Is, I mean, wow. it's just a lot of chaos in in this type oh, I'm sorry. of opportunity. And and yeah. there's and again, there's incredible people. I'm not trying to give it a depiction of all of it. No, terrible. but this is but, just. But a, on the other hand, too, he's always coming home and saying, "You should have seen this healing. This kid came in. He was limping. The sure. kids gathered around and prayed for him, and he had no more pain. Wow. This other kid had like he had his, his elbow was hurting or something." They prayed for his elbow, and then I think he asked you, like, could you pray for all these voices I hear inside my head? Wow. And so he prayed, and he came back, like, the next week and said, I only hear one voice now. Can we pray for that one? Wow. You know? I mean, it's just things like that People are getting help. Every yeah. single week. The kit, the students are praying over them. The volunteers will pray. It's just constant healings and miracles and well, Joseph, just normal I, stuff. I'm yeah. sorry about that gal. I just bless. I bless, bless. I bet that was super mm. hard. And yeah, the dude, no, it was very, very tragic. And it's a depiction of, um, you know, the pain level in in that community. And I throw that yeah. out to, my li- to the listeners when they, whatever they hear about or from the African-American community, that they would ask the Lord to give them a whistle a heart of wisdom and revelation that their eyes would be opened by God for them to understand the whole history of the African-American people and the level of pain that they carry. And instead of maybe judging or looking you know, strangely at or thinking they're extreme in their expressions, whatever it might be, that we would run to help them in this stage because there's really kind of a self-destruction going on. And I think you know the other, the folks that can help just incredible opportunity. I think God's heart is so wanting us to get involved. So, well, and you have. So, thank you for Crossroads. Tell us more of what the Lord is doing. I know recently, what was you had a huge testimony. I know Pastor Steve was wanting to. Yeah, it's again. There's so many in the last few years. You know, it's just I could go on all day. But I'll recently. Um, this has really occurred encouraging to me. We've actually, I would uh, give a lot of credit to a part-time staff guy. He's just a real consecrated servant of Christ and pursues the presence of God and loves the word and just has a heart to mentor deeply or disciple these young people. And so we've, you know, through his weekly work and then we took him to a special event 
called The Send, and that was down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. We took nine students, and every single one of them was so rocked by God. <laughs> one of the students, I told, you know, Prince, I said, maybe we sh you know, should not bring this fellow along. But Prince, you know, his name is Prince, but, and he's a part-time staff guy. But he just said, I really feel like God wants him to go. I was like, okay. So he bring him and these other, but I can, I can go all day just about that one event. I'll just make, kind of tie this into the recent testimony. Okay. But this one, you know, student we decided to bring ended up having incredible encounters with God. In fact, it began about noon or 11 o'clock. Some guy out of the blue came up to him and prophesied out of the blue seven things about his life wow. that were so spot on. He absolutely knew that God knew him and knew exactly what he was going through. Wow. And it just opened his heart to God. And the result was that he spent the last hour that night just on the ground weeping under the power of God. And just and being healed, I'm sure. Being not just healed, just he actually got saved. Oh, wow. Born again. And he be, Amazing. And he's just been growing in the Word and, and studying the Word. And these other students that went, one little girl, incredible abuse background. And she um, got a lot of inner healing through the day. Great. But then she had been cutting herself for months. And so had scars on her arm and her legs. And by the Whoa. end of that night, all of her scars had disappeared. Oh, what? That is <laughs> awesome. Oh, Kinda great. Crazy. Great. But so awesome. This is what's even more amazing. Because of this part-time staff guy pouring his life into these students, a few of my mentioned, two of them I mentioned, but recently we had an end-of-the-year outreach, and um, the part-time guy couldn't be there, so I was running the outreaches. And I told the students that had been to this, this center, I said, you guys are going to run the outreach. And you have to it, understand, but it's it, on campus before school. Yeah, right? wow. on campus yeah. club. According wow. to the Equal Access Amendment is the legal reason we can be on the campuses. But um, anyway, so these students decided to do it. But the two guys who I thought, one's a drum major, assistant drum major, the other one's this young man who's a very accomplished you know, musician and drummer, and all three are good leaders, but the one that I didn't think would step up was this young lady. And for some reason, because she's been such a tough background and gone through so much, I didn't think she probably won't you know, say much. Or, you know. So when I walked in that morning, though, when, and the first one to show up with her boombox and everything was this young lady, and she was just on fire for Christ. Wow. And she was so cool in the way that she just took over. Wow. And so instead of the guys leading out, it was this young, young, young girl that had come through such a tough background, suicidal background, depression, cutting. And here she is, healed by the grace of God. Wow. You know, and just opening, bearing her heart with the students that came out for this you know, end of the year party. And then she had the, she was kind of telling the guys what to do. You know, it's great. Wow. Okay, you share your story and you share your story. And it was really powerful. Wow. But the most gripping thing was when she, she said, and guys, guys, and by the end of the night, my scars on my arms had disappeared. Oh my God. And so she's, you know, showing them <laughs> the, the scarless arms. Of course, wow. they're kind of far away from her. So I was in the back, you know, and I have a big mouth by nature. So I just said, um, and I could tell, you know, these are these are tough inner city kids. They've seen a lot. It takes a lot to 
grip them, you know. And I was like, guys, how many of y'all really believe that happened? And they're kind of rolling their eyes, you know, and looking around. And so it's so powerful. It moved my heart. I literally wept. I didn't weep, but I couldn't talk on the phone sharing with a friend about the what happened. She just from she's up front in all of them, and she runs to the front and just sticks her forms in their faces one by one, mm. just like, look, look, it's real, it's real. Jesus has healed me. Jesus wow. has healed me. Good grief! And it was just like, oh, good. Here's grief. this girl that from this crushed background, just like a roaring lioness, you know, yeah. full wow. of the love of God, <laughs> full of the power of God. And I just, I speak out, you know, kind of a little word to anyone out there. You could not have had a, a tougher background than this girl. And yet in the midst of it, she is now day in and day out a surrendered disciple of Christ that is living in joy and peace That's and in righteousness. Because he loved her. Good grief. I know, but it's just to get the mind renewed to that wow. level is so hard. But she did it. And, and the last wow. thing, though, that challenged me I was like, okay, now she'll hand it over and the guys will share the gospel with everybody, you know. But no, she just took over. She's wow. like, and guys, the same Jesus, he wants to know you. Wow. You wow. need to open That's your beautiful. hearts. Right now, so we're going to pray a prayer. And you need to follow me and, and ask Christ in your life. And so they just bowed their heads and you could see that it was real. They were no longer, she said, you need to stand up. You know, that's, <laughs> so she's like, so here's this little mouse turning into this little lioness and through this process of events and discipleship and, and, and this part-time staff guy's now wife, but fiance at the time was a mentor every week also. And uh, I was just like, oh my goodness, Lord, you're so good that you're raising up disciples that within, what's it, only about three or four months. Yeah. I mean, now we've been mm. working for two and a half years, but. The real transformation has happened in the last four months. So when I think about America, I think about the problems out there. Look at the transformative process that can happen if we're all in. Just a loving God with all of our hearts and just obeying him and mentoring and discipling. Who knows? You know, I mean, who's out there? So, Wow. Who anyway. knows how good it can get? Yeah. I mean, this, could be, this revolution is just getting started. I mean, wow. among, among these students, so it's cool. Wow. Yeah, you have a tendency to have your mind renewed when you see scars leave your arms. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not from cramming the word. I mean, you can, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow, I just experienced his yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah, I think my mind can change. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does That's Bill beautiful. Johnson say? Uh, a man with ex an experience is not at the mercy of a man. Wait, what is it? I'm messing you up. A man? What is it? You guys help with me. With an a man with an experience is not at the mercy <laughs> with a thought. Oh, okay. You guys haven't heard yeah, just, him say this? I've heard I him have. say it. Okay, he but says it so beautifully. Not at all just, like I am saying it. We're just leaving you hanging out to dry. We'll let you butcher it. We're just going to be real quiet. This is the gist. This is the gist. Somebody who just says it is different than somebody who has an experience, experience and their That's scars it. are gone. Truth. Say that, Coons. It's true. <laughs> Wow. But let me just say this, without the the consecrated uh, mentors that were there week in and week out, allowing them to study the word and see how cool it is to uh, understand oh, yeah. the word, that along with the encounter, oh, sure. you've got to sure. have both. 
Yeah. And so that's this, helpful, Joseph. It's like with Jesus walk away for half a year and come back to the disciples. They'd be out fishing and doing sheep, you know. <laughs> sure, they sure. needed him to. They needed him to pour into them. So it's just that. Yeah, so yeah, great. Combination. That's so great. It is beautiful. Just beautiful. Crossroads. How could people learn more about Crossroads? Um, got a website. Question. There you go. Give us that website. Crossroadsyouth.org. Crossroadsyouth.org, and we have all lowercase videos on a YouTube okay. channel. And there's there's training there. There's information there. There's links, and there's you got some video training, right? There's manuals like how to reach your campus kind of things. Wow. Yeah, if you would like to start. Yeah, something, yeah. manuals for the students, oh. manuals for the volunteers, manuals for youth pastors. So crossroads could be anywhere. Anywhere. So like if somebody's right. li- listening in Missouri, they there just could be a crossroads can there. do the same exact thing anywhere. Okay. Right? That's amazing. Okay, so and if it's you- student led, student directed, but without yeah. those mentors and the volunteers in the community, volunteers from churches, it's hard for the students to feel like, you know, they can do it, but right. even though they can. Okay, so right. churches, if you're listening and, and you have a heart for the kids, who doesn't? Everybody hey. loves the kids. We all need to love the kids in our community. This is possible for a crossroads in your area. So, again, it would be crossroadsyouth.org. .org, crossroadsyouth.org. Okay, okay, great. Beautiful, you I, guys. I did want to say this real quickly. I just wanted to thank God for Bethel, Atlanta, the church, and the school. And because who I am has really come out of the school and the church. And I also wanted to give a shout out to the youth pastors. Of course, now they're amazing. But back in the day when we brought our son over from Montgomery, it was a tough transition. Sure. And he was actually in the middle, I think, you know, anytime you're in junior high school, going into high school, that's tough. A junior in high school. But Is this Daniel? Daniel, he was a junior in high school when we... We love Daniel. Wonder boy, <laughs> wonder boy. He's the wonder boy. Well, we we just wanted to say that I really sense that if we hadn't moved, it would have been much more difficult for Daniel. Okay. And I really feel like the redemption happened in our in our marriage and in our family, oh. and in a lot of little ways that you know we can't even put into words fully. But there's just a healing process because of the, you know, pursuit of the presence as a family. Wow. Family as a body of Christ, but also as individual families mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, I think it really saved him, you know. Well, I, I think that it's been a real one, blessing. One thing that I think we could take away and kind of impart to others, if you're if you think moving to be near to like to go to the school or something. And I was thinking, Oh, it's going to be bad for my high schooler. He's going to miss out on that. He's going to lose this and that and that. And every single thing that I was worried about, it was an upgrade for him when we got here. (laughs) And you know, as a mama, you're just like, okay, are we ruining his life in the middle of high school, pulling him out of everything he knows? Sure. But I can't tell you one thing that wasn't an upgrade wow. in my mind for for what I, he wanted and what where he was going. It was amazing. So did you just say 
that God sees everything and will multiply it inside of obedience. Absolutely. That when he's leading us and it looks real scary, we can be confident he's leading us into something even better. And not only that, if you even don't even know he's leading you, sometimes he is. Well, that's And he's out for your good, even if you don't know how good that good is going to be. Sometimes it's (laughs) a better good than you ever imagined it would be. I mean, it's gooder? It's it's a gooder goodness. (laughs) I For personally all. think that that's a real word. <laughs> Did it's you gooder. just say that like if it were, you know, if we're thinking good, whatever the Lord's thinking is, is 10 times that, 20 Absolutely. times that, 30 times yeah. that, Absolutely. and that we can just trust him. Okay. Yeah. And, and for our children, not just for us. Martha, speak into that because you, you're such a gifted mom. All yes, of the are. moms look to you to mom. Wow. We, oh yeah. We love you. We're, we watch, man. We younger moms are like. What did Martha do? <laughs> WWMD. Yeah, yeah. What did Martha do? <laughs> totally. I'll have the bracelets for oh. all of us. By <laughs> <laughs> so so speak into that just about trusting the Lord with your kids. Yeah. Um, I, really, I, I don't like to give advice anymore. Okay. I just know that the Lord's going to lead you because everybody's child is different. Wow. And you can see, you can't always see what God's doing in their life, but you can hear God and God sometimes will say, just leave it be. Sure. Um, and just pray because I, I don't think there's one size fits all for any advice. Wow. Um, That's helpful. We should mention here, Martha is a very gifted teacher. You are very Mm -hmm. gifted with kids. But I think the main thing for me going through the school process is just like work on me. Just get my relationship with the Lord healthy, be as healthy as I can be, pursue him with as much freedom as I can. And those things, they kind of... They work out, sort of. I mean, I don't want to say they're, you know, just leave them be. But your, my goal is to do what I can do about me, being as healthy as I can be, being as pursuing my relationship with God in a way that's real, and that's real and true, and getting rid of as many lies as possible, and seeking truth. And your kids will see that; they'll see that's the truth. Good. Would you say that your breakthrough is your kids' breakthrough? I see that not just for me, but I've seen that in so many families and so many parents and so many people in the school where their breakthrough happens. And then all of these things that were going on with their extended family, grownups and children, just seem to resolve and there's peace and there's love. It's pretty amazing how your personal breakthrough becomes theirs. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. I have a girlfriend that is a professional counselor and has been for years and a successful counselor and it's all gone just fine. But just recently in the last three or four or five years, she's had such a wild breakthrough with the Lord, just a a love encounter in her Mm -hmm. words. And she says she's changed her whole counseling regimen to this. You take care of you and your children will, they'll be fine. That's true. It's like opening doors for them like when your heart gets healed and when you're hearing the lord and when you're vibrant and alive and very much in love doors just start opening for your kids stuff start flying off of them healing starts happening on accident it's It's like wakeboarding without a boat in front there's no wake oh that's helpful boring to wakeboard without a boat (laughs) it's called singing you just you just go forward and your wake will make a place for them to do stuff wow very helpful 
Blanchards. Oh, you guys, thank you for coming. Guys. Wow, Thanks for having us. I oh. love talking to you. Oh. Even if there's a that mic in front of me. It was a great night. <laughs> <laughs> we love talking to you guys, too. You're always more than yeah. welcome to come back. Really, I would love to hear um, updates from Crossroads, beautiful yeah. miracles that are going on. Please always share. Yeah. Um, we'll you just have an open invitation. Definitely have to have a part two. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I know all of the all of you are so curious about this. It is a man with an experience of God is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. Bam. Oh, Bam. It. There it is. That was really close to what you said. <laughs> Super not even close. <laughs> I'm on Rachel's side. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's oh, awesome. That is so great. So um, let's ta- you know what? Let's do let let's do this. Let's take just a couple of minutes. I know we, we love to to um, hear what the Lord is saying um, when we do these podcasts, and um, and we have just such great prophetic people, people who get the words of knowledge and wisdom in our body, and it's just accessible for everyone. And so I'm going to just give you guys a few minutes um, to just kind of hear from the Lord. If, God's saying anything to you. I want you guys to jump in here. But um, and while you guys are thinking, I do want to tell people that are listening to the podcast right now if that if there's anything that is really ministered to you or you go, oh, my gosh, that met me right where I am or, oh, my gosh, I'd love to share this testimony that happened. You can email us at bhats at BethelAtlanta.com. Um, we would love to know your story and not only know your story, we'd actually like to share your story because the testimony, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When you share your story, Jesus is glorified and then he gets to multiply it and do it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And so please email us bhats at bethlehemlana.com. We want to hear what God is doing in your life. Please share with us and, uh, so we can uh, so we can pass those along. Okay, now. All right, Blanchard. You guys What's got burning some, in either you? a little prophetic word or word of knowledge. Just go for it. If you're hearing anything. Yeah. I just, I'm hearing a, um, I'm hearing, I think God's heart for uh, the loss for our nation. And I think it's a call to the body of Christ at this moment. Um, it just says that, you know, um, that an acceptable sacrifice in Psalm 51 is a broken and contrite heart. And I think you could say that in many different ways. I mean, a transparent heart, a real heart, a um, open heart to the Father and to those around you. And I just think, as I think, you know, as I describe the African-American situation, well, many of you know, our own family members are struggling and suffering. And I just sense we're in a season where I felt like God was just saying an awakening is coming to America and our world in a way that we've, you know, we've heard about in these circles. But it's it's very real. But I just felt like him emphasizing, like Martha was saying, let's, let's get our hearts, um, and I'm preaching to myself here, guys, but just an, a transparent, real, cleansed, um, loving heart. Let's heal our own hearts that we could touch, um, you know, the, the folks around us that need Jesus so badly. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like it's a, it's a call of God right now uh, for us to uh, just go deeper into this love relationship with the Father where we begin to transform the world around us. So. It's beautiful. Joseph, thanks. Thank you. 
Marcy hearing anything? And I, I feel like there's a lot of people, especially in my generation, that have been looking for more, and they've followed the more. And that's one thing Joseph's done. He's always like, okay, they have more here. Let's, let's go there. They have more. They have more. And they're, keep, they're, they're still looking for more. And there's always more and more, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. That y- you keep, keep looking for the more because there is more of God. There's more of supernatural. There's just more that you can experience of God. And there are people always looking for more. And I think, um, you know, we're... We're not, we're middle-aged, I guess. I don't know what you would call us. <laughs> but I've oh heard, gosh. talked to so many people our age that are like, yeah, we followed Toronto and we followed this and we followed Lakeland and we just keep wanting more. And oh. and they do and they keep looking and they find it. Wow. So don't give up. There's more and more. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Can you guys, anytime we, it's so funny, uh, anytime... I hear the word real, and maybe that's just my trigger word. I can just feel the manifested presence of the Lord. Any Anytime anybody says he's real, it, I, I can literally just yeah. feel him. And I can feel him even now. I can feel him. Um, somebody has got a lazy eye, and yeah. he is healing your lazy eye. I feel yeah. like it just, it, it, has, it is just, it, I can see it wandering, and the Lord is putting it in its place, and he's holding it in its place. I feel like it's a boy even. And um, you will not live with that forever. And you need to know that the Lord absolutely cares. I feel like um, it's hurt you because you thought that he He just hasn't noticed or cared. But he it's notices and he cares. And that's being healed right now, your heart and your eye. Wow. Um, I can... I can see somebody's had to block something down the right side of their neck. And the Lord is opening up. It looks like some sort of a clog, like a clogged... Like a clogged artery down it's the right side of the neck. Artery, yeah. My father had the exact operation. Okay. Okay. It's a good word. And the Lord's opening it up, and you're going to be able to see avoid that. an operation. Wow. And so, so we can good. see that. Father, thanks for that. Thank you. Coach, you hearing yeah. anything? Yeah, I saw. Um, it's crazy. I saw um, a little girl, probably maybe four or five, um, in um, in her bedroom in her closet, um, with b- uh, curly, curly blonde hair. Um, really afraid and scared. And then the Lord jumped me uh, 20 years um, to you now. Um, and I feel like um, what the Lord is saying is that um, when you are, when you come against, uh, or when you come into situations um, that are difficult, that you, you have a fear that takes you back to that place in your closet when you were little. And God is removing that fear from you today. Amen. Um, and that you are going to walk in freedom and you will not walk in that fear any longer. And he's going to show you how to walk in freedom and in faith in every situation and in every um, every circumstance that you walk in in life. So I just declare faith and freedom over you right now. Yeah. I can see there are multiple people that your hearts are burning and that you're called to preach. And so wow. um, I hear the Lord just saying, Yes, get out there and preach. Open your mouth. Nobody's going to be changed if you don't open your mouth. So (laughs) the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Say what's in your heart. Open up your mouth and say what's in your heart. The Bible says, was it Jeremiah that had fire shut up in his bones? He said, the word of the Lord is like fire shut up in my bones. And so it's appropriate that you're just burning. And so open up your mouth. Say something. The Lord, he will show up. He will back you up. Yes, he will. 
Absolutely. So we, we would love to hear from if any, if any of those words of knowledge or wisdom resonate with you, please email us bhats uh, at bellfootlana.com. We want to we know who you are. We want to continue to pray over you. And we want to release your testimony when God does a miracle in your life. Blanchards, we love you. Thank you again for coming. You guys just make us real rich. You really make us super rich. (laughs) (laughs) So happy to have you. You guys remember that Jesus loves you. And we love you too.